at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. And welcome to the Author Your Brand Show. Today, I'm your host, Doug Crow. You're going to want to take notes. Trust me, you always do because I got great content for you today. Powerful, short, and to the point. Um, our, our guest today is the author of Activate Your Vegas Nerve. No, no we're not talking about the city. We're talking about something else. Very important. Um, he's also the host of the Health Upgrade podcast. We don't want to downgrade our health. We want to upgrade it. That's got to listen to. He graduated as class valedictorian from the Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College in 2010 went on to practice traditional chiropractic for years until I realized the power of functional medicine to transform his own health. I want to hear about that story. He's also the founder of Health Upgraded, an online functional health and consulting clinic, supporting optimal health by elevating the awareness and function of the vagus nerve. Welcome to show, Dr. Navas Habib. How are you today? I am absolutely wonderful and honored to be here. Oh, you betcha. Glad to have you. So, why should people listen to you for the next 20 minutes? What, are you gonna, what, what kind of wisdom are we going to have here today? Today, we're going to chat about three of the biggest, easiest, freest ways to upgrade how you feel, how you uh, show up with energy on a daily basis, yes. and just feel your absolute best. It's not double espresso. It's something better than that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Something better. That sounds great. So you, one of the things in your, in your bio said you had the... You've done chiropractic, but something else happened to you that made you go to functional medicine. Is there a story there? Yeah, there absolutely is. I, When I graduated chiropractic college and I was standing on stage giving that valedictorian address, yeah. I actually weighed 250 pounds. I had high blood pressure. I was borderline diabetic. I was dealing with a lot of these chronic health issues that nobody sure. should be dealing with, but I was in my 20s. And so obviously uh, yeah. there, was, there was some stuff going on. The trajectory was yeah. just not good. And that's what led me to figure out what was going wrong in my own health, what was creating this challenge to begin with, got into the functional medicine field, and it took me down this path, and that's where I'm at now. Outstanding. For those of you who don't know, what, what I mean, I might be one of them. What's functional medicine mean? Yeah, it's a great way to create a bit of a segue. So functional yeah. medicine is just a different way of looking at health. Okay, yeah. so generally, like in a conventional sense, we look at our healthcare from a disease perspective. We're right. trying to figure out, okay, these are the things that are wrong. What pattern does this fit? And then come up with a diagnosis that links accordingly. Functional mm -hmm. medicine goes upstream. It goes to look for why the problems are happening in the first place. Why do we have X symptoms? Why are we dealing with the challenges that we are? And yeah. why don't we go and address those root causes? And all of a sudden, your body will be able to take on the healing role that it can treating the the symptoms instead of the disease i like that focus on the on the big picture here now i know you're you know a specialist on this vagus nerve and we I spelled v-a-g-u-s folks don't get don't get cute with me we're not about las vegas but what is the vagus nerve and why is it so important to uh, everything you're doing here yeah it's such an important nerve and really overlooked it's the 10th cranial nerve we have 12 pairs of cranial nerve nerves that okay. go to the face and the head structure primarily okay. and the 10th cranial nerve comes out from the brainstem. That's the vagus nerve. And it uh, courses alongside two of our most important blood vessels, the carotid artery, the jugular vein. And then it essentially innervates every organ within our body. Wow. Okay. It is involved with the control of inflammation in all of those mm -hmm. areas. 
it manages what's called the parasympathetic nervous system, right. meaning mm -hmm. that it turns on the rest, digest, and recover system. And mm -hmm. if this nerve isn't working correctly, then we're pushed into a state of stress, mm -hmm. of sympathetic activation, of fight and flight too mm -hmm. often and too regularly. And so we can't control inflammation and it leads to disease. Wow. Okay. So what was there something specific that brought you to focus on this and your all your experience? It's the only nerve that really does this throughout the entire body. Oh, so vagus okay. comes from the root word uh, wandering or wanderer because yeah. it's just vague, right? What it does yeah. is, is unclear and from first glance. Right. Yet more recently, there's been a lot of really amazing research that's showing that the control of uh, through the parasympathetic nervous system, through the vagus nerve in particular, is actually managing the function of a lot of these different organs to ensure okay. that everything works in balance and in homeostasis. So that's why okay. it really stuck out to me. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, drives the engine there on the, on the inflammation. I know that's a real big deal for everybody and everything. Yeah. So when it comes to that, you, you mentioned that, you know, Hey, this is going to be, you know, fast and free. So other than getting that job, what do you do to, to, how do, well, let's back up. How do you know that's the root cause of what's ailing you? And then how do you go ahead and take care of it yourself? Yeah, more commonly than not, one of the things that I'll find somebody dealing with is some sort of inflammatory chronic health right. condition right. or some sort of chronic uh, symptoms that have been there for a long time. Okay. So digestion is usually one of those root areas. If somebody's got an issue with constipation or diarrhea or they're dealing with some sort of autoimmune condition, we can mm -hmm. very clearly state that there's a controlling of inflammation imbalance. Okay. And the imbalance is likely coming from a dysfunctional vagus nerve. And mm -hmm. so this is one of those areas that we more commonly will hear about as being yeah. dysfunctional. And there are now amazing tools that are out there to help us actually identify if vagus nerve is involved. And those are actually wearable devices. So I wear... Oh. Uh, an aura ring, which actually tracks my heart rate variability. Heart rate variability yeah. is the best way to know if your vagus nerve is working really well. There's other tools you can use. I believe Apple Watch has started to track HRV, Whoop Band, Elite HRV. There's a lot of different tools that are out there. Okay, what does it track? HRV? So I'm still on my watch here. HRV. Yeah. Okay, I can look HRV, that up. Heart rate variability. So it's oh, not okay. necessarily focused on heart rate, which we're so used to understanding. Yeah, you yeah. want to be in that particular number. Yeah. Right. With heart rate variability, we're looking at um, our, is our heart beating like a metronome, which we don't want. We don't want it to be too rhythmic. We want variation. Oh, and yeah. so the higher the variability, the better. Yeah. And that's a really? sign Why that we have good innervation from the sympathetic side and the yeah. parasympathetic side. So we're getting a balance of the two systems working together. If we're too metronome, then it means that we're just getting innervation primarily from a sympathetic oh, side, not from the okay. Oh, that's interesting. All right. And so uh, what's a ring called you got there? Aura ring. O-U-R ring. Okay. It's not the five rings of the of the kingdom, is it? Okay. No. One ring to rule them all. One ring to rule your health, of course. All right. So I'm, I'm just going to – this is my show, so I'll do what I want. But I <laughs> I want to talk about my my daughter's migraine, you know. So yes. I know you mentioned that before we, we talked earlier. Tell me how that works and, and how we can help her out. So we can definitely work to increase the function of this nerve. This is one yeah. thing that has come out more recently in the research as well, that neuroplasticity or a way to actually make your brain function again and better. There's, yeah. there's wonderful tools that we can do to do that. Let's get into the basic exercises of how to make your vagus nerve work better. Okay. The first and most easy thing that anybody can do is to start to breathe better. 
we don't breathe well enough. And, and funny enough, you're doing it right as we speak. When somebody says to you, take a deep breath, more commonly than not, we take that deep breath in, into our chest. And a lot of us do using our accessory breathing muscles. These are the traps, the upper back muscles. So in yeah. addition to our terrible posture of being on our laptops and our phones for 12 hours a day, right. we are then breathing with our accessory breathing muscles. These are the secondary breathing muscles. The primary breath muscle is your diaphragm. Right. And too many of us don't use the diaphragm effectively. Mm -hmm. So what I have my patients do, I have everybody kind of do when I'm in a presentation, I'll have everybody put a hand on their chest, mm -hmm. a hand on their belly, and take three deep breaths. And your goal is to not have your upper hand moving with your breath. Right. I played, I played trombone in, in high school, so I'm very good with diaphragmatic. I understand that part. So. Good. So this brings us back to our band classes. Yeah. And our, That's right. That's right. Our, our instruments. I was a tuba player, so I get okay, it. Okay. Good man. I have more air than me. Okay. <laughs> so that's one of the big things that we can do. If we're breathing through our chest, we're actually even sending signals to our brain that we're in a stressed state. Oh, my gosh. So that's an important thing and an important area that a lot of people don't realize that they're affecting on a day-to-day -day basis. They're actually sure. having a negative effect on their health simply by the way that they're breathing. Huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's one thing. What else you got? Want to take that to the next level yeah. where breath becomes difficult and you have to train yourself to breathe diaphragmatically while under stress. Oh, one of the yeah. best ways to do this, the same way that, let's say, for example, you're squatting, for example. You're doing uh -huh. squat. You can do air squats, great, you're going to work those muscles, but you want to build up those muscles, you got to put a bar on your back or on the front or right. overhead, and then you got to add weight to that bar. You make it a little bit more difficult, a little bit more stressful, but you train yourself to be able to handle that stress more effectively. Mm -hmm. With breath, how do you do that? How do you make it more difficult to breathe? The answer is you get in cold, cold temperatures. Nice. Okay? I'm a big fan of cryotherapy. I'm a big fan of ice bats or cold plunges or something yeah. along those lines. And for those who are just starting out, a really simple tool, really easy tool is get in the shower, finish off your shower by turning the temperature down as cold as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Let it hit you in a sensitive area where your body automatically tightens up. And yeah. then you start to work on releasing it and letting that breath come back to the diaphragm and releasing that tension. And so this right. is that next level up on your focus on your diaphragmatic breathing. Now this is too easy. How do I then train it and push it to do? Wow. Yeah. I, um, I was fortunate enough to go to Antarctica years ago and they had the polar plunge there where it was, you know, it was, a, it was actually 31 degrees because salt water freezes at different temperatures than fresh water. That was not healthy, man. Doctor, that was bad for me. Cause I went down, like I couldn't breathe. It was like shock. Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't so know, I don't know how. Plunge. Yeah, I don't know how the, the kid did it in Titanic. You know, poor Jack oh. was there in that, in that raft for like at least seven yeah, minutes. You know? could. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, there's people out there that do this. If you've ever heard of Wim Hof. Yes, uh, I know Wim, yes. The yeah. man. So he, he's trained so many people to be able to handle this. And now yeah. like, I've done five minutes in ice bath, like phenomenal right. feeling. You come out and you're just, your dopamine is on absolute high alert. Yep. It's one yep. of the most fantastic feelings. I've done the cryo chamber a few times, the polar plunge, and I was at one health spa years ago. Um, and it was a nice, it was a nice place. They had the sauna and they had the, the cold dip pool. Yes. And they said in the card, you know, no more than what it was, three minutes, a minute or something. But there was some Russian Olympic athlete in there. I'm like, I'm going to go in there. <laughs> so I, the first day I was like, oh my God, three minutes. By the third day, I, I sat there for like 12 minutes. So I, I just, 
I ramped it up. It was great. It did feel, you know, what was helpful with that was I was training with my son and normally I train with him. I'm always sore afterwards. I didn't get sore that week. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's a recovery thing because you're pushing yourself into that parasympathetic state and you're controlling your inflammation in every organ of your body, including within the muscles. It's a really cool way to do it. The, The target of the vagus nerve is actually your immune cells. And it actually helps to lower the function of these immune cells to their quiescent, good functional building state versus their breaking everything down state. And Mm -hmm. so we don't get into this breakdown uh, kind of catabolic state where we're destroying muscle tissue and other organs. So so what do you have? Do you have a big, like a big barrel with ice in it or what do you do for that? Yeah, that's probably the best option is is one of those big uh, metal tubs that you throw ice and water in. Um, you can even socialize this. There's a lot of these different places coming out, cryotherapy places. And so I'll meet up with friends and we'll go for uh, an ice bath and sauna together. It's pretty awesome. And, and how long do you, how long are you sitting now? Five minutes? Oh. I do up to five minutes. It's my goal. Yeah. Every day? Uh, I would do it probably every couple of weeks regularly, but if possible, uh-huh. once, once a week is, is the okay. best. And you used to be 250 pounds when you, when you graduated. What did you do to lose all that weight? It was dietary. A lot of it was understanding that it wasn't just necessarily calories in, calories out. Obviously, that does play a major role. Yeah. But for me, it was food quality. So mm. we're, we're finding that people are having low nutrient density, but high caloric density foods. And you have to make a shift there. You have to have more nutrient dense foods. Your hunger is driven by your nutrient density, not your caloric density. Oh my gosh. Wow. So that makes sense. When your body is craving nutrients, you crave more and more, but you go out and eat more calories that are nutrient poor. That's that makes so much sense. And you know, I'm I'm not being, you know, it's just like the food supply has changed. We used I grew up, we grew our own vegetables. We had a big garden. Yeah. And when I was when I was a kid, I never even had a canned vegetable in my life. So it's it's I it's important, I think. Yeah, you want to get some. I always go to the outside of the grocery store. I rarely go in the middle. You know, the outside generally is where I stay. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm going to um, breathe better. I'm going to do ice baths or anything else I can do to, to help that nerve get calmed down. Yeah. We'll do one more really good one. This is an easy one to add in as well. Free one. Yeah. And that is gargling and gargling aggressively. So there's branches of, yes, <laughs> very aggressively. There's branches of the vagus nerve that go out to the laryngeal and the pharyngeal muscles, the muscles that keep the airway open and that actually innervate the muscles around the vocal cords. So one of the reasons why I can go really, really low or really, really high with my voice is that there's vagus nerve tone Mm -hmm. sending signals to the muscles to tension or release the vocal cords itself, Mm -hmm. the vocal folds. So what we want to do with gargling is I have my patients will keep a glass uh, by their sink where they brush their teeth. When yeah. they brush their teeth in the morning and the evening, fill that glass up, throw a little salt in there. It helps to break up some of the mu- mucus at the back of the yeah. throat. And then you start to take a sip and gargle it as hard as you can. You know that it's working when you start to actually tear from your eye. So one Sounds of those- a little, little bit uh, you know, old-fashioned there. I'm going to get some castor oil and make you cry here. Okay. <laughs> this is especially effective for those who are dealing with digestive issues. Okay. especially things like constipation or motility issues. So yeah. that would be a really great tool to add on, but it's really, really wonderful because what you're doing is you're stimulating those particular branches of the vagus nerve that yeah. innervate the pharyngeal and laryngeal muscles, keep the airway open and actually help with that entire breathing pattern as well. Yeah. So a really important way to use this. Okay. 
Makes sense. Okay. Wow. Okay. So breathing, cryo, gargling violently, not violently, aggressively, you said. Right. Okay. Good. Anything else? The three things before we get to the paid stuff? Yeah. There's a lot of different things that uh, I talk about in my book, but um, it can be anything from singing along with music to sleeping on your side versus back or belly. Right. there's there's so many different things. In fact, when I talk about music, um, the Mozart effect is real. HRV actually has been shown to increase when you listen to Mozart and classical music versus other types of music, funny enough. So nice. little tools and, and ways to get yourself into a flow state using things like classical yeah. music. All right. So this is all for my daughter now. This is the show is dedicated to Lauren to help yes. with her migraines. So we've got to have her breathing better. Cry. We'll see how she does in that. I can, I'm sure she can gargle, sleep on her sides up to her, and she loves music. All right. That's going to help with migraine, all those things? So those things are going to start getting the vagus nerve yeah. foundation nice and strong. Right. When it comes to actual symptomatic relief, some people have issues that are just too severe for these yeah. basic exercises. And these are great from a foundational perspective. Sure. But what do you then add on to ensure mm-hmm. that vagus nerve work gets better? Now, the reason why migraines and cluster headaches and these particular issues are so positively linked to vagus nerve function is just the way that the inflammation is based throughout the brain. It's a very autonomic function, very parasympathetic uh, dysregulation function that creates these migraine with aura, without aura type of symptoms. So there are devices that have come out very recently that have amazing, amazing efficacy in the electrical stimulation of the vagus nerve Mm. Um, some that you can put on the ear, some that uh, you put on the neck and right on where your pulse is. So if mm-hmm. you go and you find your pulse in your neck, that's a direct link to where your vagus nerve is located. Okay. Now, some of these devices we can put directly onto the area and with the, they, they each have like the d- different patented electrical stimulation frequencies yeah. and whatnot. Some of them are very heavily proven in fact. And uh, in particular with regards to migraine and cluster headaches, And so what these electrical stimulation devices do is they stimulate the trunk of the vagus nerve, not Mm -hmm. the nerve endings. So it's not like you're going to get stimulation in the muscles of the neck. But what it does is it stimulates movement of information along the vagus nerve. And it helps to calm down inflammation, both down where the vagus nerve innervates, but also Mm -hmm. inflammation within the brain. And that's a huge piece of the puzzle, especially for Mm -hmm. those that are dealing with headaches like migraines and cluster headaches, as well as um, even potentially down the road, uh, trajectory markers for Alzheimer's, dementia. Wow. Yeah. So these things are are coming up uh, in the research. And how often do you have to wear this thing? So the device uh, that I'm particularly talking about, it looks more like a taser. It's not something you need to hold. It's kind of fun to look at. Uh, yeah. But it's a very small, easy handheld device, and it's two minutes twice a oh. day. It's really oh, easy. Okay. To use. That's yeah. all you need. All right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Great. Yeah. Um, is that is that something we can give a link to later down below? Or yeah, the the best okay. device kind of website to go to is yeah. called gammacore.com. Gammacore.com. Uh, but that's an easy one to go and check out. It's a really wonderful device. Terrific. Terrific. Okay. All right. Um, and I think we spoke. This also helps for sleep. Yeah, absolutely. One of the most common things I hear when I recommend this yeah. device to my patients is that their sleep uh, quality really goes up. They wake up much more rested. 
And we yeah. know how important sleep is from like a foundational health yep. perspective. Mm-hmm. You're not getting good sleep. Your body's not able to recover. And funny enough, when you sleep, that's when your vagus nerve is most active. Wow. Your, your okay. vagus nerve basically turns on and goes to the gym, quote unquote, while you are sleeping. Wow. So if sleep quality is poor, then the vagus nerve activation is going to decrease. So this is an important piece of that puzzle for sure. Wow. So I have to get two devices now, one for me for sleeping, one for her for migraines. But yeah. oh, click below here, guys. There's some good stuff from, from Dr. Habib on that. Um, tell us a little about your book and where they can get that. Certainly. My book is called Activate Your Vagus Nerve. There you right there. All right. Uh, it's available in every independent bookstore, yeah. Amazon, you name it, all yeah. over the place. Okay. Uh, it was a journey to get it done, and it's uh, an amazing tool that I'm excited about. Outstanding. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Any last words of, of wisdom for those people who want to have optimal health? Yeah. One of those things, especially I imagine a lot of the listeners here are either have written a book or are looking to write a book. And something yeah. that I did, funny enough, the topic just fit. Uh, but I got myself into a flow state every time I wanted to sit and write. And that involved turning my vagus nerve on, getting into a state of parasympathetic activation, not stressing myself out, ensuring that I was in a good breath pattern and sitting there listening to Mozart in particular. And that helped me pump out a book in about six months outstanding, um, without any excess work that needed to be done, which is pretty exciting. Wow. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to put that on our website for my, my, my uh, up and coming writers. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that concludes our show today. Thank you, Dr. Habib. Appreciate you and uh, great information there. Click below for show notes and for his link to his devices and his book, of course. And uh, have a good day. And don't forget to subscribe to our show for some free goodies. This is Doug Crow. Have a good one.